We want to live our lives in a way where people look at you and I and they say, uh, I want to be like them because they've got a great life. A great marriage, a great family, great kids, great joy, great peace. It's about the imitation that happens and it brings glory to God. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there'll be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory as people say yes to him. We're supposed to live our lives in a way where people want our life. Like they literally want your life because your life looks great and not the kind of life that looks good on social media that you make up as you go, you know, but I'm talking about a real life with real friends and real joy and real peace and the real presence of the Lord. It's kind of like this. When I walk in a restaurant, do you remember the last time you went in a restaurant? Okay. It's been a while, but when I used to go in a restaurant, I would walk in and as I walked to my table, I'd look around and I'd look to see what somebody had that was really good. And then when they asked me what I wanted, I said, I want what they're having <laughs> because it looks really, really good. And if I walk in and I walk through and there's nothing that grabs me and I'm going with somebody who says, let's go to eat at this place. It's great. And I'm, because I'll go anywhere. I, I don't even look at the menu. The last time this happened, a guy says to me, finally, aren't you even going to look at the menu? How do you know what you want? You've never been here. I said, oh, I got it. They come and, you know, he orders and they say, what do you want? I said, I want what he's having. The only problem was he ordered a beet salad. <laughs> and I don't really like beets. Like not even like, I, I, I don't, I, I cannot remember the last time I ate a beet. That'll kill anything. <laughs> I ordered it with a size, side of uh, buffalo sauce. Because <laughs> that'll kill anything. <laughs> and then when we get to the end, he's like, you didn't use your buffalo sauce. I said, no, I didn't. He goes, you got that in case you hated the beet salad, didn't you? And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> but that's how we want to live our life. So people walk by your life and go, I want what they're having. I want that kind of life. I want to live in that way. First Peter writes it this way in chapter two. For you're God's chosen people. You're royal priests. You're a holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Jesus, the light of the world. I mean, that's what we talk about at Christmas. It's the light of the world. It's Jesus coming. He's called us from darkness to light, from death to life, from lostness to being found. And we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Do you know that God created you on purpose with a destiny? He created you with a plan. You didn't just happen. You're not an accident. I got four kids. Three of them we had and one, uh, you know, we wanted to have a kid. We wanted to have a, you know, you want to have a kid. You want to get pregnant, all this stuff that happens with one of them though. I still can honestly remember it like it was yesterday when my wife Esther said to me, I got something to tell you. And you know, you're like, what? She goes, I'm pregnant. And I wanted to say, but I didn't because I didn't really want to say it. It's that fateful moment when you hear that news and you say, how did that happen? And I didn't need her looking at me and going, really? <laughs> but I do remember the moment when I said to her, can you get pregnant right now? And she said, no, pretty sure not. Okay, she was wrong. <laughs> but that child, like every one of my other kids and like every one of you and like all of us is a gift from God. 
There's no accidental pregnancies or births or anything. They're, they're, we're gifts from the Lord with a plan and a purpose and a call and a destiny that rests on your life. God created you on purpose with a mission to bring him glory. Like he actually has a, a detailed plan just for you that only you can do. And we can say, I want what they're having. But the truth is, Jesus has a plan that's specific for how you are going to bring him glory. And we want to do it in a way where people sit back and go, wow, that's crazy. Where we help people and we love people because we are in the world to show God's love to the world. We're in the world to show the world that, that God loves them. There, there's, there's houses being built right over here, right? People are literally going to move in and live in those. They're not buying those houses because there's a church right here. Literally, they're not. But how did they get so blessed and so lucky? <laughs> to buy a house right there so they can come to a church right here and hear about Jesus. People that are buying those houses may or may not know God. If they know God, they need a good church in their neighborhood. And if they don't, they need to come here and meet him, right? And you, we want to be a blessing, even with the neighbors right here who are listening. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> right? Like they can hear what's happening. And you know what? There's a call for them. They're so blessed that there's a church here. They get to hear whether they want to or not. One of my, one of my friends um, in East Germany, which was East Germany um, in the GDR, uh, there are a whole series of events. I don't have time to tell you the story, but they ended up being as a Christian church, the only church in all of East Germany that was allowed to meet that wasn't shut down. Then it's a longer story. And if you're interested, I'll tell you one day. So when he would preach, he'd preach to three groups of people, the people sitting right there that were shockingly allowed to come. Then he'd preach to the people sitting outside recording the sermon in their car. And then he would preach to the people that were going to listen to it that week in the secret police. And I look and think, there's people all around here that can come anytime they want. But you know what's going to get people to come? We invite them. We ask them to come. And we say, you're not going to believe this, but I'm having a great life, the best life ever. And you should come join me and see what God's doing. And we show them God's love in that way. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you've received God's mercy. Mercy's not getting what you deserve. What we deserved was eternal separation from God. The payment for our sin is death. But what God gives us is a free gift in Jesus of eternal life. And we're God's chosen people with a destiny. We're God's people. We have an identity. And God's calling us into that life. God loves us, so he sends Jesus, his only son, into the world to die in our place and pay the penalty for our sin because we've all sinned and fallen short of God's great standard and the wages, what we get paid, our compensation for sin is death. But that's why Jesus came. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of fake news. I haven't listened to the news in like for a long time. I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. I don't read it. There's enough ambient news. If there's something like my son came in the other day and he like, how would I know? Right. And he says to me, Hey dad, did you hear about? And then he tells me something. And I'm like thinking, is that true? Is that not true? Like, I don't trust anything anymore. It's like terrible. 
right? There's a lot of fake news. You know, one of the fake news pieces about Jesus is he's not the only way to, to salvation and eternal life. That's fake news. The fake news says, you know what? You just have to be 50.1% better than your bad and you'll have eternal life. That's fake news. You know what the real news is? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's the real news. And I look and I think, that's what these people need. That's what all these people need. That's what the people over there need, right? Think of all the people that are going to make a wrong turn on Sunday morning. They're going to GB3 to work out, and they're going to come and meet Jesus, right? That's the truth. It's not, it's not a building. It's you, you're the church. You're the living stones that God's using to build in his kingdom. And we're living Jesus as the world is watching. As the world's watching, we're living Jesus in front of people. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they'll see your honorable behavior and they'll give honor to God when he judges the world. We live in front of people as temporary residents. We live Jesus. We love Jesus in front of people. And they look and they say, I want what you're having. Because your life is the best life ever. It looks awesome. You know why? Because it is. We've got forgiveness of sins. We've got God's grace and God's mercy and God's love and God's forgiveness. It changes us. And then we're the church. And as the church, there's a few things we do. We're the hope of the world. Living to demonstrate the love of God to his world. The church is the hope of the world. Because it's where Jesus is, it's his body. And we're living before a world to show him, to demonstrate God's love for them. We're on a mission. We're on a mission to do that. The last book in the, in the Bible is the book of Revelation. In chapter five, it says this, and they, it's, they're singing a song with they've got these great words. It's about Jesus. And they say, you're worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered. Jesus died in our place. The lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Your blood has ransomed people for God from every, every what? Tribe, language, people, and nation. We've been bought with the blood of Jesus. We've been ransomed with the death of Jesus. And he's ransoming people from every tribe and language and people and nation. There's a, there's a mission going on to draw people into life. Jesus tells us this. He says, I came to seek and to save lost people. I, for one, am super grateful because I was definitely lost and I needed to be found. I didn't even know I was lost, but I needed to be found. And Jesus showed up and Jesus now looks at me and he looks at you and he says, do you want to join me in the mission? There is nothing more excited than seeing lost people found. There's nothing more excited than seeing dead people come to life. There's nothing more exciting than people who are living in darkness in the fear of death, seeing a wonderful and a great light and coming to life in Jesus. You know, there's 6,500 groups of people 
languages, tribes, nations, people groups that have never heard about Jesus. In March of 2020, this year, they said there's 7.8 billion people living on this rock. Almost 8 billion people, right? 40% of those people, 3.12 billion, 3 billion, 120 million people have never heard the name of Jesus. They've never heard about Jesus. They don't even know there's a Jesus. And you say, well, why don't they read a Bible? They don't know there's a Bible. They don't have a Christian friend. They have no access to the good news of Jesus. They don't know anything. Those people are in desperate need of hearing about Jesus. They're lost. They're desperately lost. And the saddest part is they don't even know they're lost. So God has a plan to reach the people here and here and there and there and to reach the people around the world. And you're the plan. I'm the plan. We're the plan together. We're the plan to go and do that. Jesus says, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. He's talking about storming the gates of hell and setting people free for eternal life. And then he says, don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to what? Death and the grave. Eternal life is held in the hands of Jesus. Like he's the one holding it. And he says, I've come to seek and to save the lost here and around the world. And I'm calling you into this mission with me. This mission about going, this mission about giving, this mission about praying. I mean, literally we're we're supposed to go to everyone, but there's a lot of places we won't go, but our prayers can go. And we're we're called to, to, to give. We go through praying and we go through giving. And as we give, people can go. And as we pray, they're empowered to go and God does miraculous things. So a couple of places where that's happening. And I'm telling you this to say thank you. The first one's in Turkey. Um, there's a couple that, that we support, all of us together in Turkey, called Hakan and Ashai. And they're serving there. And we want to show you just a couple of things about them. They've got a little thank you they want to say to you, a little video. And uh, Eden's going to put that up for us. Peace to you all, brothers and sisters. Fred, we love you, Fred and Mountain View Church. Merry Christmas. Biz olan sevginiz, biz olan tutkunuz, biz olan desteğiniz için bir kez daha teşekkür ediyoruz size. Thank you for your love for us, for your prayers. Thank you. Lütfen bizim için dua etmeye devam edin. Please keep praying for us. Sizleri seviyoruz. We love you. Birlikte daha çok şeyler yapacağız. We will do many great things together. O yüzden İstanbul Türkiye'den Doğuş Bayramımızı büyük sevgiyle, sevinçle kutluyoruz. Esen kalın, hoşça kalın. Love and greetings from Istanbul. Merry Christmas. Bye bye, bless you. See, here's some people getting baptized. And you know, in this place in Turkey where all this stuff happened and everything, you know, the cross, you know, crusades, it's not a really popular deal, right? But why are they getting baptized with crosses on? Because they're standing for Jesus. They're like, Jesus died on a cross for us. And these people are saying yes to Jesus. This last year, they saw 25 people get, get baptized. And, and you, you, could, you know, we should be so excited about that because, you know, like here in, in the million people that live in Fresno County, there's about 135,000 followers of Jesus, right? There's about 13.5% that are in church on a weekend and follow Jesus and they're 13.5%. There, it's 0.00%, right? 
So if you took the same percentage of Christians there and put them here in Fresno County, there'd be 78 followers of Jesus out of a million people. So when 25 people say yes to Jesus and get baptized, that is a big deal. When they get baptized, often they don't go back home with their families because their families have told them, if you're going to do that, you're dead to us. You're done. We're never going to see you again. And they're doing this great work. Why? Because you're willing to stand with them. I mean, really, because you're willing to go and you're willing to give and you're willing to pray because you're willing to invest in that. I mean, 30 cents on every dollar that's given here to Mountain View goes to help people hear the good news of Jesus here in our country and around the world, right? Like it is literally, you can look and say, I want what they're having. It's literally the best investment that we're making is seeing people say yes to Jesus. So when God calls us to give a 10th to tithe and you think, oh, what's going to happen to all of this? It's going to see people say yes to Jesus, people like you and me people here and people around the world. And God is changing the world. They're going to plant a couple more churches this year. They're planting in Istanbul. They're planting outside of Istanbul. They're, they're continually growing. They've got, they want to see 30 more people baptized this year. And I said, that's awesome. But I'm telling you, we as a church are going to pray it's 50. Twice as many as this last year. He's like, well, 25 seemed like a miracle. 30 seemed like a big, bigger miracle. And I'm like, I know, but I'm just, let's just believe for what God's going to do. Because see, we expect God to continue to move and work and do more than we could ever hope or imagine because of Jesus. And that's what God does. That's how he moves. That's how he goes. And I'm so excited that you're standing with these people and that you're excited about what's happening. We belong in the midst of the world, living a holy life that demonstrates the power and presence of God in the world. We live in this world and we demonstrate that God is alive. We're temporary residents. We're foreigners. We're passing through. We're, we live a life, it says, filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, as a pleasing aroma to God. We experience God's love and forgiveness and we extend God's love and forgiveness to others. We love God and we love people. We do it here and we do it around the world. There's another place, um, Kyrgyzstan. That's um, Timberland and Irina. They live in Kyrgyzstan. They're, he's Kyrgyz. There's all these great names, right? Kyrgyzstan, it's right near Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. They're all the stands, Afghanistan. Literally, they all end with Stan. They're a great couple. They're a couple that you're standing with and encouraging. They've got five churches they're leading and three more they're, they're planning to see start this year. 30 people got saved and seven baptized and five more on the way to baptism. And you're helping them accomplish these things. In the midst of COVID, it was the same there as it was here. I mean, here, through all of our work together, we gave out 150,000 meals to people in need, right? And they're like, you know, they have Instagram just like you. And they're like, we see what you're doing. Can you help us? give out meals and medical aid. And I said, of course we can. We, we can. So Timberland and Irina went and started uh, giving people food that needed food. 
and giving out what medical aid that they could. They could. The thing is, though, when we went and visited them, they, uh, after we left, the church was attacked and ransacked and uh, partly destroyed the building they were renting because uh, Christians had come from America. And in their context, nobody's looking for anyone to say yes to Jesus. They've suffered deeply persecution for standing for Jesus. But in the midst of this, in the midst of COVID and their willingness to go and bring food and bring medical aid, they all of a sudden received a pass that allowed them to go anywhere in the country they wanted to go. And they got often police escorts to open up doors for them. And homes that were, they could never get near were now opening their doors for them to come in and bring the love of Jesus, right? But then Irina got COVID. Her parents and his parents got COVID. People in their family got COVID because they're the ones out with the COVID patients. So they all got sick, everyone but Timberland. He kept going out and ministering to people. And as she got better, they went together and cared for people. Why? Because you're going in the power of Jesus. You're going in the love of Jesus. And they're going and able to do that because you're willing to say, we're going to help you. So there's a little message from their church for us. They don't know you and have never met you, but they love you. And uh, you are the ones making it possible for them to see people come to Jesus. So even as we expect people to come and meet Jesus here, we expect people to get baptized here. We expect that there as well. If you're here and you've never gotten baptized, you should. You should say yes to that. That's a step of obedience that God is calling us to. And then lastly, we are blessed in proportion to our faithfulness and generosity to give to God's mission and to care for the poor. Now, when I say we're blessed, I don't mean we're financially blessed. Like, you know, you give to get a blessing and you you give to get more. I give so I can become rich. I'm saying we give to receive the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of his joy, the blessing of his peace, the blessing of his presence. You can't buy joy and you can't buy peace and you can't buy presence, the presence of the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I've always said money doesn't make you happy. I don't think it does. But, you know, it does make your life easier. But you still can't buy peace. You can't buy forgiveness for your sins. You can't buy health. You can't buy relationships that are healed with brokenness in in lives of people. Only Jesus can give that. But as we give, as we join in the mission of giving, and as we give generously, and as we give lavishly, even as we give just a tenth, we give a tithe, one cent on every dime, one dollar on every ten dollars. I mean, as we give back to the Lord, he takes that and he blesses and prospers and moves and miraculous things happen. So one more place where you're making a difference. Uh, It's in Myanmar. You're funding Christmas outreaches that are going on into New Year's outreaches and they're doing them there. And we we stand with them every year and see that happen. And God has done some miraculous things that are happening there. This is Christmas day. A bunch of people got saved and got baptized on Christmas day. What better day than the day when we're celebrating the birth of Jesus? It's a miraculous thing that was happening. And then they're doing these Christmas outreaches where people are gathering together and they're hearing for the first time ever in their lives. This is 21 kids 
They'd never heard about Jesus. And they responded and said yes to Jesus. The trajectory of their life is forever and eternally changed. This next picture is another outreach that happened. And 266 people got saved in this outreach. And at this one alone, there was like 155 or something like 150 people got baptized right away. These people are coming out of false religions, following false gods and saying yes to Jesus when they hear the good news. And this last one, because a lot of it is, is people from Myanmar, Myanmarians, who are in Thailand as migrant workers. This is a factory um, where they're working and they let them meet outside and barbed wire on both sides and add the people there. And a whole group of people said yes to Jesus. So, so far, 724 people have gotten saved and 159 people have got baptized. And I want to thank you for being the ones that are saying, man, I'm going to support that. That's what you're supporting. We're supporting this building and we're supporting moving in there and for everything from plugs in the wall to carpet on the floor and lights on the ceiling. I mean, it all costs, right? But we're giving to that so these people could come and meet Jesus. And we're giving so every tribe and tongue and nation will hear the good news and come to know Jesus. I'll invite the worship team to come. The problem isn't that we, we don't have enough money to do all this. The problem is, as, as Americans, is that we have too much money. We end up spending our life worrying about our money, worrying about getting more money, worrying about saving our money, and the whole thing of fear and control and not being willing to, to trust God to give, not being to trust God that he's going to take care of us, not being willing to trust God to obey, to be generous with our money is our problem. Part of our problem is not being generous with our prayers. When we pray, we just pray for things for us. We don't pray for people to meet Jesus. And I'm challenging us today. Let's just change that and say, you know what? We're going to trust God to make a difference with the people that live around here. Like just to move in the building just for all of us. Like that's not worth it. It's literally not eternally worth it. But if you invite your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, people that you meet, people God brings across your path to come and meet Jesus here, it's totally worth it. And as we give, we fund something like this, but we fund God's plan to reach the world, every tribe and tongue and nation. And as we head into 2021, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know as we do that, lost people like you and me are going to meet Jesus and walk out and live and experience the destiny that only God can give them. So let's stand, let's pray together.